morning, campers, and welcome to Camp Cryptid. We're your hosts, Louis Stardust and Erica Fett. What's up, you venomous vipers? Ooh, spooky. Yeah, I mean, there's some good V things, but a lot of them were, like, weird. So I was like, well, a viper's cool, and it kind of kind of goes with what we're talking about today. So I was like, fuck it, let's do it. (laughs) There we go. Uh, So today's episode is going to be all about cannibals. Weird folks who like to eat the flesh of other people. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, kind of a weird subject. You know, like, we're going for it. Well, we've been talking about, like, different movies and um, true crime stories and different things on the show where, like, there has been cannibalistic stuff that's come up. Yeah. So I don't think it's too far off the nose, but I will say... um, most of our episodes are pretty lighthearted. Like the other day I saw someone on Twitter that was like, this is like my comfort show. You guys are so funny and it's so nice and relaxing. This is not a relaxing topic. <laughs> like We apologize. We to... Yeah, in advance. Like yeah. <laughs> This is definitely a heavier uh, subject because, you know, cannibals, you would think like, okay, of course it's going to be like weird. But uh, we're going to get into some, you know, really, really messed up serial killers. We're going to get into um, just some weird little stories and lore and um people that you've probably heard of and maybe some stuff you haven't heard of before so yeah this is a cool episode i'm really excited for it but it's definitely a heavier one so if you're a little squeamish then you might not like it uh and you could tune in next week if that's not your jam but yeah. i think you should stay good school that's it you know we're gonna do what we can to make something like a topic that's a little taboo try to make it light you know who do you think is to like uh, the most i guess notable cannibal that- Albert fish yeah yeah yeah, just throwing it out there. So, oh God, when I was a teenager, I did this like thing where I was like, I'm going to look up different serial killers every day. It's going to be my weird, quirky trait. Where no, I, I love that for knowledge. you. Love that for you. And, you know, I stumbled upon Albert Fish and I did not need to read all this as a teenager. So if you haven't heard of Albert Fish, uh, he's probably one of the like most fucked up serial killers, in my opinion. Um because he's a, uh, I can never say this, sadiomasochist. Is that how you say it? Like sadiomasochist? sadiomasochist? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So he's that. And he's also like fucking crazy. And he abuses children f- as young as four years old. And it's just a lot. So we're going to get into him. Um, if you haven't heard of him before, one of the most notable things is the letters that he writes, which we're not going to really read those because they're really, really heavy. Um, but you can look them up on your own if that's something you're into. So Yeah, we can... Um maybe link some stuff about him in our Mm -hmm. our subreddit yeah subreddit seems like the place to to talk about that so yeah uh albert fish was born in 1870 and was an american serial killer rapist child molester and cannibal who committed a minimum of three child murders from july 1924 to june 1928 uh often his victims were younger than six years old which is nah don't like that man uh, I mean, everything that we just said was already gross, and then you're just making it worse somehow. Oh, yeah. This gets really twisted. Yeah. 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 Um, he was also known as the Gray Man, the Werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, and the Boogeyman, which all this to me, I have never heard him refer to anything other than uh, Albert yeah, Fish. Yeah, Albert Fish. Yeah. But I guess maybe like when, when murders were going around, you know how people come up with names like Jack yeah. the Ripper and stuff. Maybe yeah. that was like what people were referring to him. You know, the Night Stalker, like that's yeah, probably one of his sure. things. But um, I, I will say the werewolf of Wisteria is a 
Yeah, this guy, this cool guy does not deserve a cool, like, this guy deserves yeah. not a cool name. Like, I'm going like, to tell you. Like, that name is way too cool for yeah. somebody who's a I'm fucking I'm stomping on those papers if I see that. Stomping on them. Burning them. <laughs> Almost a decade later, in 1898, his mother arranged for a marriage with him and Anna Mary Hoffman, who was nine years younger, and they had six children together. So, he's 20. She's nine years younger. Are we going to do the math? That's 11. WTF, mate. Like, what the fuck is that? I just... I just like I don't care if it's fucking 980 fucking BC, bro. Like, how do you not realize as like a human that has a brain? Like, oh, that's a fucking child. The mental capacity difference between the 11 year old and a 20 year old is fucking revolting. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just like, I oh, it was different times. No, the fuck it wasn't, bro. It's, like, I don't understand this. Like, disgusting. I just don't. I, okay, disgusting sorry. human. Just like, it's my uh, There's a story. This is actually my probably like one of the more well-known stories yeah. for him, uh, which talks about a 19-year-old man named Thomas Kedden, and he worked uh, with Albert Fish. Uh, they eventually had a sadomas... I can never say this word. Sadomasochistic relationship. Uh, it hasn't been determined if it was consensual, but based on these events, I would guess not. Um, that led to him having a really fucked up incident. Um, mm. And after this incident is when he started self-harming and having hallucinations. Uh, he started developing a growing obsession with cannibalism and often preparing himself dinner uh, consisting solely of raw meat and sometimes serving it to his children. To bring us back a little bit, apparently Thomas uh, Cowden was a little bit um, intellectually disabled. So that's why he, they felt like he was an easy subject for him, like a, like a person to do this to um so that's why there's confusion if it was consensual or not but also because this guy's obviously crazy and doing things to him he was torturing him so he was torturing him he cut off half his penis to be specific okay while he was torturing him he cut off half his penis and uh he wanted to cut him up and take him home and i believe eat his flesh and do everything else but uh with the kind of screams and the reaction he has um and and in general he was afraid that the hot weather would uh draw attention to him based on like the smell of the flesh or whatever else i guess so instead he put peroxide on the wound and wrapped it up and then gave him ten dollars and kissed him goodbye and uh he took the first train left him there and just never heard from him again so um that incident had led him to this really weird like mental place which if you could believe it he wasn't in this mental place before he has an even weirder mental place uh and this is when he started to do self-harm which this part is also heavy we don't have to get very into it you watch a documentary so you know what it is um yeah so he would embed needles into his groin and abdomen um he would also take uh like a wool uh fabric and like shove it up his butt and then light it on fire <laughs> like he did a bunch of weird self-harm things and he started having hallucinations at this time you're lighting your ass on fire like i'm sure you're having hallucinations <laughs> like so i think this is like what really set him off like he was already on this like weird path of being a serial killer and abusing people and doing all this stuff but this was kind of the thing that like made his him act out i guess yeah um 
And then in May 1928, he saw a classified advertisement in the paper for a young man, Edward Budd, uh, who was asking for a working position. He was 19. Albert Fish visited the family in Manhattan under the pretense of wanting to hire him. He later confessed that he planned to tie up Edward, mutilate him, and leave him to bleed to death. When Albert Fish returned to meet the family, he met Edward's younger sister, uh, a 10-year-old named Grace Budd. And instead, he changed the victim from Edward to Grace and decided that was the person he was going to take. He made up a story about having to attend his niece's birthday party and convinced the parents to let Grace go with him to the party. Um, Which, this seems to be like a really common thing. I mean, this is what, the 1920s? This seems to be a common thing with a lot of... um, just abduction stories people like tend to trust somebody if they're like i'm going to a fun thing for a kid why don't you let your kid come with me it's very bizarre um my mom would never let my my mom would like not even let me go on a school trip by myself and i get it it's like the 90s it was probably different now because of stuff like this that happened but it's just i couldn't imagine that it's such a different time no it's so bizarre to me i'm just it's so bizarre so we'll go back to grace which this is, of course, awful, but in uh, 1934, an anonymous letter was sent to Grace's parents, which led to Albert Fish being the person that kid like, killed her. Um, I don't know why they would think it was anybody else he left with her. I don't know if he, they ever heard from him again. I didn't see anything about them talking about him. Um, but I know that there was another person that was um, considered for this, which I don't know why anybody else but him wouldn't be the subject of choice. Um, yeah, so... Almost 10 years later, it looks like this letter came in. And again, this letter is very, very heavy. I'm not going to read it. If you want to read it, you can find it. There's actually multiple letters from him. And the thing that I think makes Albert Fish so well known is how detailed and gruesome these letters are. And it comes truly from him, which is interesting, but repulsive, of course. Right. Um, So in the letter, though, he mentions that at the time there was a famine in China and meat of any kind was one from was from one dollar to three dollars a pound uh and the suffering was so great amongst people that children under 12 were sold to butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving uh boys and girls under 14 were not safe in the street so he's saying like this is what was happening even though there's not really any um specific truth to this like there's not an article that says like yes this is 100 percent true it could have been something that happened underground for sure but it's not like a common thing that like police were aware about or was talked about um he would quote um torture the children to make their meat good and tender he would say that the ass was like the best part and it had the most flavor so like these letters again are really really gruesome um but that is like he's very detailed about his cannibalism if that's something that interests you um yeah and he's looks like a fucking weirdo too like you look at his 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 pictures i'm like how does anybody look at that and say like oh yep i'm gonna let that soulless looking dude like it's very like have you ever seen the lovely bones it's a um stephen king it's it's a it's like this young girl who um she gets murdered and it's like she's in this in-between between between like life 
and death in heaven and she can't get out until like uh her murder is solved and the murderer is this mm. fucking old creepy looking dude he's he's also a rapist <laughs> and he's got like glasses and a weird poor mustache like he looks like a fucking murderer and nobody subsects like nobody picks him for like half the movie and i'm like this guy clearly looks like the biggest murderer ever um and then you look at albert fish and of course he would be something fucked up um but, yeah, so there's no, like, physical confirmation that they could tell that he ate Grace. But based on the events and letters and statements, it's pretty apparent that he yeah. obviously did. Um, other victims, like Francis McDonald, Billy uh, Gaffney, who were eight and four years old, were confirmed. But there's also uh, suspected that there were five other victims from ages five to 17. Uh, my The one thing I like about this story, though, is that while he was on uh, trial, none of the jurors doubted that he was insane, but ultimately felt that they should execute him either way. Uh, they found him yeah. to be sane enough and guilty, and the judge sentenced uh, him to death by electrocution. So they were like, nah, this man is yeah. fucked up enough. He's not getting away with being on a... Uh, what's the the mental plea i guess like like saying that he's not sane enough yeah, for this exactly. yeah so they were just like no way like he's just absolutely uh going down for his crimes which i think is quite good on them considering what this man's yeah. done and he high fives yeah. to them and he's admitted to it in letters and and things like that so i yeah. just don't know why anybody would think differently <laughs> um but yeah, yeah so that yeah. for me is is whenever we talk about serial killers one he comes up anytime i talk about cannibals two he comes up because He's mm-hmm. just one that always sticks with me and makes my stomach turn. Um, for sure. Yes, yeah, so there's there's some Albert Fish for you. Yeah, dude, he's a he's a crazy one. I tell you. What do you think of of reading all that stuff about him? I've been watching Cannibal stuff for the past like two weeks. I because as soon as we said we were gonna do Cannibals, I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's dive in, man. Just watching the Albert Fish documentaries and stuff about him and reading it and like honestly like read you just sometimes you have to take a break and just like rub your eyes and just go just get through this article just you know um but yeah he to me is definitely one of the most terrifying ones and I think the thing that's scary about cannibals is that it's actual humans that are the monsters you know what I mean this isn't like some mythological thing though this is this is human so it's like thinking of like a an old guy that just kind of like preyed on children it's just like it's really sad Mm. you know it's really sad uh before i just thought of something as we were talking about this there was a story on like reddit or the internet a few years ago um there was a man who got into an accident and had his leg or foot amputated or something like that um but (laughs) he kept it I don't know how this was allowed, and I don't know if this is... I'm assuming it's true because it sounds really cool, but... Oh, my God. I think I know this story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he had, like, a dinner with a few of his friends, and they tried human meat, and it was just... They wanted yeah. to see what it was like, and it, it was an ethical source. Oh. Bro, that's how Wendigos get born, okay? So... I ain't trying to do that. I'm not a Wendigo. Like, we're not doing that. Nope, nope, nope. Like, I will post this on uh, Reddit because, like, this was, to me, I remember, this is, like, 2018. So I remember reading this story and I was like, I, I'm, I'm curious, but I'm not. Like, I'm not curious enough to try it, but I am curious if it, if, because, you know, everybody's like, um, alligators taste like chicken. Well, like, what does human flesh taste like? You know, apparently like pork, according to my cannibal research. Oh, yes. OK, well, see, I yeah. love pork, so I can understand <laughs> entirely. 
As fun as that is. Um, yeah. See, I have always had a phobia of like, even when I did eat meat back in the day, I hate anything on a bone. Like I hate chicken on a bone. I hate meat on a bone. Like if it's got a bone in it, it just repulses me. I'm repulsed instantly. I just, one, I forgot you were, this is probably like the worst subject for you. I forgot you don't eat <laughs> A vegetarian for like 10 years now. Yeah. <laughs> that and I just, um... I also hate meat on a bone. I won't do it. I eat meat, but I don't. I won't eat chicken wings. I don't like anything. It just skis oh, me out. Can't I don't do it. Like it. Oh, it's like so savage. I'm like, eat, listen, like I was just so savage. Now, listen, when I did eat meat, I would try anything. Like, you know what I mean? I've had intestines. Well, oh lamb intestines. I, You're not, way more in, oh my God, like, out there than me. I, I mean, there's some fancy restaurants that do some weird things. But like I I, I just – I've never would ever – to me, it's like human me. I just – when when I know things on a bone bother me, I'm like, how? You know? Do cannibals get excited when, when like their girlfriends are on a period? You know? Is that a weird question? Is that valid? Mm-hmm. Is that too that much? Gets, we can, no, we can no, no. That. It's very on the same <laughs> spectrum of like a, a vampire. I mean, you know? really? Like – yeah you know like is that you know if if i know that's kind of like some people are probably like no but i mean we're talking about cannibals ripping out people's intestines i think we can talk about a period yeah you know like yeah like i just wonder is that like a double bonus like Mm -hmm. you know i don't know not to also complain real quick people are so okay about talking about murder and blood and guts and stuff but you're like oh my god womanly body function they're like oh turn it away and it just makes me so mad (laughs) come on Come on, get a get a stomach. Come on. Maybe that's I mean, maybe that's why even as a vegetarian I could push through like some of these movies and things. On so. the topic of serial killers though, one of the more popular ones too, Jeffrey Dahmer. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Another one where I'm like, okay, so people did not suspect this guy buying 20 gallons of bleach or hauling a giant barrel across the city. So I'm just going to throw out there also, um, I watched the My Friend Dahmer movie when it came out, which I think is one of the better uh, representations of a serial killer. I don't think it makes you feel bad for them. Like most of them make you feel like sympathetic. Um, In that, Mm -hmm. if this is true... His mm-hmm. dad taught him how to do all the stuff with animals, which is like, it's not like we're Norman Bates and we're doing ter- like taxidermy for fun. He taught him how to do all this, which is just like, you just incentivized your kid yeah. and like taught him how to do this. And yeah. Like, what the fuck? You know, like, come on. You know, and, and I guess, you know, when it does, when you do think about <clears throat> feeling sorry for these people, you know, mm-hmm. I think a thing to always ask is, okay, well, why did they commit these crimes? You know what I mean? What, you know, and, and it is sad because a lot of them are abused, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, is terrible, absolutely terrible. But it's just like, it's just so sad that that's the way that they found to outlet you know yeah i mean his family was an absolute mess in in general like his parents were a mess yeah. um but yeah. even then i mean he had schizophrenia he had all these other things that added up which mm-hmm. uh what when was he born uh 1960s so at that time i don't know how much testing was being done for mental disorders like that as opposed to yeah. now um and i yeah. i just wonder like if those are if there's things that would have prevented it, you know, I'm always exactly, that's something exactly. I wonder. But 
Well, and I think that's also a stigma with men is that they feel like they can't go and talk to people. A thousand too. So I feel like yes. that's, you know, like, it's like, I just want to say it is a-okay to go and talk to somebody yeah. if you're feeling a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, do what's best for you. Always. I think like, our current age, like all these, what, the Gen Xers or whatever, like, I think all of those in the Gen Z or whatever, they are... Uh, really being like mental health is important uh yes, therapy is important yes. that's like something that i mm-hmm. think is like actually very good <laughs> and i think she hell about yeah that. same here ma'am i didn't know we were getting into so much like mental health talk <laughs> on a can yeah but we could link some things maybe maybe if someone's feeling a certain way and they listen they're like you know what maybe i should go talk yeah you should honey you take care of you we're sending you all of our love let's not eat each other let's Let's high five each other. Okay. A very like, sweet, <laughs> wholesome conversation to add to this thing. So what were some interesting ones that you saw as well? Oh, man. You know, like there are, you know, some recent ones. But one of my favorites, absolute favorites, is uh, uh, the tale of the Scottish clan of like 45 cannibals that were living off of a like a cave in Scotland. And that's like literally my favorite. Um, the Sawney Bean clan. Uh, in they actually are kind of the clan that inspired things like The Hills Have Eyes and all of these other crazy cannibal movies that we see these days. But uh, essentially what they were at, there's no real like knowing of when they uh, like lived because it's actually kind of more of a legend, but it's kind of like almost a legend that so many people believe that is kind of has some truth to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say they were around the 12th century. Others say it was more like the 15th and 16th century, but essentially um, this guy named Alexander Sawney Bean was a local guy, and he ended up uh, finding a wife whose name was Black Agnes Douglas. And a lot of people thought that she was a very sweet, like, cheery person, but a lot of people actually thought she was also a witch. Um, but, yeah, so that there's a little bit of, like, supernatural stuff. Um, but they actually end up getting married and, like, kind of, like, moving out into, like, I want to say, like, the outskirts of, like, the coast and uh, ended up having, like, a ton of kids, like, a shit ton. So... Uh, there was like a 45 person clan that they ended up with between their incest family. And basically what they would do is they would hide in this uh, cave called Benane Cave. Uh, Benane cave. Uh, and it basically helped them go and attack people that were traveling on the road above them and basically in the local areas. And they would just basically cannibalize everybody going through. Um, and this was happening like for like so long they think that there's like over a thousand people that they've like cannibalized but essentially they got caught because one of the days they tried to cannibalize this couple and the guy that they like basically jumped was actually like hey i have a pistol and i'm gonna shoot at you so he like warded them off but poor uh his poor wife uh ended up getting cannibalized right in front of him oh my god he ran off told yeah he ran off told basically the townspeople and they came and basically like burnt them all alive and killed them. So, um, yeah, the Sonny Bean clan. I just think that that's, you know, what better way to raise your family than in a coast, you know, coastal cave in Scotland. And, you know, just, you know, uh, my favorite thing, though, is is when I went to Edinburgh, I did the Edinburgh dungeon thing. It's like kind of like this horror dungeon that's like themed with like local lore. And they actually have a part that's like Sawny Bean. I was like really excited. So um, to me, that's my favorite. I would love to see like a really good Sawny Bean um, like movie because I know that there's one, but I I, I didn't watch it just because I, I watched the trailer and I was like, man, I've been watching so many Campbell things. I need something that's going to be like quality, you know? 
Uh, but yeah, I would love to see maybe a Rob Zombie so- like Sonny Bean. That would be fucking sick. Okay, I'll just I'm just gonna stop like pushing him for everything because I swear. <laughs> Every one of these movies, please do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Sonny Bean kind of is like one of that's like similar to uh, we in a previous episode, and I can't remember which one it was. We talked a little bit about cannibals and we talked about the Donner Party who uh, were actually United States and they were traveling from um, like the Midwest to California and they got stuck in a bad snowstorm and ended up basically half of them started eating each other. Like a dude basically admitted he ate a child, like a kid, like a baby. Uh, the cool thing is about the Donner Party is I never realized this, but they actually mentioned the Donner Party at, right at the beginning of The Shining when they're driving into the, Yeah, so I was like, okay, okay. But yeah, so those are some of my, you know, favorite cannibals. You mentioned that cannibals earlier with Wendigos. That's like the the way that their bodies transform. Is that what it comes from, from consuming human flesh? Or is that just a desire that they have? Well, I think that like kind of like the implication is that like kind of when you're out, you know, like when you in the movie, like in the movie Ravenous, when like you're out in wilderness and like you're you're afraid for resources that people kind of like turn kind of like feral almost and like savage against each other. So that almost like the greed in a person takes over your soul. And that's when you don't mind consuming another human for, you know, to get your sustenance, you know, I, I, you know, I try to find so many books on, you know, the, like the origins of it. And there's, it's, it's hard to find. And you want to find like native stuff too. And like, yeah, exactly. And that's my thing. That's exactly what it is. I want it to actually be like authentic, you know, so but yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not trying to like become a Wendigo over here. I'm like, good. nope, no thank you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people thought that Ed Gein was also a cannibal because they were like, oh, how could this person who's, you know, using people as like lampshades and stuff. But I'm pretty sure that was just kind of a myth that was like basically in the beginning to sensationalize the story. Cause you know, if, if it I feel like fits, I guess. Ed Gein gets talked about all the time. All the he time. gets referenced so much. All the time. All the time. I mean, it's just um, I wouldn't be, yeah. Oh, we could I do an entire episode on him, too, because, I mean, he's a very interesting mm-hmm. one, too. Um, I will say, and uh, <laughs> I told you about this guy, but this is probably, honestly, my favorite. I, I love the Sonny Bean clan. Don't get me wrong. But there's a guy that's actually in jail in the UK and his name is Robert Maudsley and he's in this prison, which I'm interested in this prison because it's almost like an Arkham asylum and it's, it's, it's in the UK, but it's called Wakefield prison. And it's supposedly where they keep like every, and everybody who's like the scariest of the scary. And this guy, Robert Maudsley actually has like a um, glass um, cell like Hannibal Lecter does in the silence of the lambs. Um, but this guy is actually nicknamed Hannibal the Cannibal because it's kind of a sad story, but he was basically abused growing up and uh, molested. Um, and he, you know, as he got older, uh, after going in and out of foster care, uh, basically, you know, he turned to prostitution. And one of the times he was out, you know, with a client, the client started bragging about abusing children. And so this guy, Robert, said, oh, fuck, no, not on my watch. And he killed the dude, right? Well, he went to he went to jail and they basically said, well, we'll put him in, in like a mental institution. And, you know, he you know, this is just something that maybe triggered his PTSD, which I'm sure it did. Absolutely. Um, and the guy ended up 
basically being a cannibal vigilante is kind of like the way I'm taking it. But he basically like targeted other pedophiles that were in this area, like people who would be bragging about hurting kids. He would like basically take them out. Well, after he killed this, uh, I think two more people, one of the people who came in on the killing before he was sent away to uh, the Wakefield prison that I was talking about, um, the person, when they walked in, I guess, checked on him and said that he had cracked the guy's skull open and there was a spoon sitting out from his brains. So that's why he also has the nickname Spoons at Wakefield Prison. But... Um, yeah, so he, he's a, he's a cannibal vigilante, actually. And a lot of people who meet him say that, like, it's, it's actually really sad because he was just abused. And, um, you know, that's one of those, you know, one of the whys to it. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed reading about him. That's, uh... I have this like weird thing with vigilantes, right? Because I'm like, yes, love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that Dexter was kind of doing it, but yeah. it's like you're playing. I'm using this phrase lightly because this is yeah. not my belief. But, you know, you're playing God. Yeah. And so I don't know how much I support it. But also I'm super interested in any kind of vigilante story. Like yeah, that. that's what I, that's my thing. Yeah. I was like, this isn't like a guy who's like targeting innocent people. Like this is a guy who's targeting mm-hmm. like shit bags you know so like actual yes garbage. yes and like i mean he was hurt too so i mean i just thought that was very you know that's another side of the things but they call him spoons but some people say that it's not really proven that he ate the guy's brains like it could be something that the guy said just to make it sound like you know um but yeah that's a that's an interesting one we were looking up like, a bunch of other stuff on cannibals and it says that 85 percent of serial killers are usually men uh but there is one serial killer cannibal that was a woman, and she was a Russian woman by the name of uh, Tama Samsonova. And basically, she they estimate her to have killed up to 14 people. Uh, she kept a diary basically after she killed every person, but there's some people that she might have left out. Um, but yeah, she was a very um, interesting one, too. I think they actually have a documentary on her. I might have to link it. But uh, she was one of the few cannibal. I tried to find women who were cannibals and other have than you, like. Did you read the Catherine Knight one when you were looking? No. So uh, Catherine Knight was a Australian woman. Uh, she <laughs> killed her man. She just butchered him up like 37 times oh. in 2000 uh february 2000 and uh she cooked him up in like a stew and prepared to serve him to his own children so i don't think it's entirely a cannibal like i don't think she actually ate him uh but she was well on her way to do so and she intended to do said thing oh. um which is yeah that, that story is really crazy uh how they find the body and everything after is really really wild too so if that's uh if that's something that you're interested in reading, Catherine Knight, that's actually a really uh, gruesome but interesting. Well, there we story go. We we'll get some well. women on this board. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, um, yeah, we'll have to link that story because I, I I'm interested to read that one too. Because I was like, man, there are yeah. way too many men on this list. I gotta find some women. Like, <laughs> I guess that's kind of like with um, this brings me back to midsummer. I know it's not entirely cannibal nature, but they put different parts of themselves, like yeah, parts, like you know geez, what I mean, where they put yeah. like the hair or the blood or like whatever else. So I feel like I ha- I don't have the words for that. I don't love that, but do you think that could like lean on 
ways of cannibalism like it's not technically cannibalism but it's like still human parts yeah i mean it's like so it's like okay so i know we like uh, there's like red people can consume mm-hmm. people's hair and stuff you know I, I know do you think it's like teetering like that's like that's like the, the early step like something like that happens i feel like it's so weird it is i don't know man like mm-hmm. i uh megan fox out here consuming her man's blood i would probably drink drink someone's blood (laughs) (laughs) like i would do a blood pact like my sorority wasn't a cult she said (laughs) uh (laughs) hey man like okay like not in the sense of like like if i had to be a vampire i i could probably do it i wouldn't like the taste of blood probably but you know not to talk we just talk what's her name Megan mix Fox. it with some rum chata you never know you know endless possibilities very iconic behavior um i don't know if you want to talk about movies yet but it reminded me of, <laughs> of jennifer's body and i saw that it was on here yes and yes her yes. whole thing is about just eating boys and consuming their flesh and that's like a whole plot of the movie so yeah kind of cannibalistic nature she's still technically yeah. human she's like this weird demonic yeah. being but you know yeah yeah like almost like yeah yeah um do you, i i yeah i love that though did you watched a bunch so was there any that you really enjoyed oh or god well a lot of the Campbell movies kind of came about from italy uh i'd say the 60s 70s 80s was kind of like the cannibal height of like oh my god this crazy concept yeah um I did watch pretty much every cannibal movie I could find, I, <laughs> including Cannibal Holocaust, which I gouged my eyes out afterwards and ate them yeah. and became a cannibal myself. I don't um, recommend watching that to anybody. Just look up maybe some information. Listen, I, there's a lot of things in it. I will do, Does the dog die.com is your best friend? There, this is a movie that was uh, that was made in the sixties, I believe. I don't know. I think it's like the I didn't 70s care about eighties, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it, no no decade would ever write this wrong. Um, but basically, they actually do kill animals in the film, so that's not good. There's a very rough turtle scene, and it's very unpleasant because it's multiple animals and. Uh, you know, you take away all the crazy things that happen in it, and I think that it's a very boring movie. Um, the big thing with it is it was known because it was kind of the first uh, found footage film. So, like, you know, you think Blair Witch was, like, innovative and, like, did this thing. No. It, unfortunately, Cannibal Holocaust did have that concept first. But, you know, execution, just because you're the first of something, doesn't actually mean that you are the best of those things. I think so. that and the the shock value of the two things yeah. kind of put it to where it was. Um, I was talking to you about Cannibal Holocaust the other day because uh, the Green Inferno, which is the Eli Roth film, uh, yeah. was is also a very it's a very very hard to watch Cannibal uh, film. He worked really hard to make it feel authentic, which I think is like what yeah. Cannibal Holocaust aimed to do, and it's just disgusting. But it's equally yeah. gross, uh, probably more watchable than Cannibal Holocaust. I would say Green Inferno. Yes, is, but I would absolutely yeah. Uh, they went to. Um, Amazon and they found a real tribe and they were talking to them and asking if they could uh, put them in the film (laughs) and so they didn't even know what a movie was so he showed them Cannibal Holocaust to give an idea of what they would be doing and the natives thought that it was a comedy movie (laughs) and they were like all right we're in um I tried to research to see what he paid them. I could not find it anywhere. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming he traded them goods of some kind for their time. But um, 
the one thing I read was at the end of filming, uh, they the natives somebody tried to give the crew members a two year old baby as like (laughs) for them doing it, and they were like, "No, we cannot take this baby." (laughs) No, you keep your baby. Um, (laughs) That one's an interesting one. It's about a group of like political activists that want to save the rainforest because they're like, "Oh, you guys are cutting down trees, and like there's people that live here, you know, acting like they're like." doing something so woke yeah yeah, yeah exactly. and so um they 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 do the mission they post things online they they do a movement and they go to leave and the plane crashes and it crashes in a territory where there's like cannibals and they kidnap yes. this group and the first scene is so gruesome oh, like they rip out their yeah. eyes their tongue um it, it's just a lot so i think that was probably to me it was i think that was the worst scene in that movie what do you yeah. what do you think was the worst scene um i mean it didn't happen but they were going to do some female mutilation they were talking oh, about. oh yeah yeah and so yeah. like that would have been <laughs> way too yeah much if me. they would have shown i would have been like nope yeah um mm-hmm. did you watch it or did you watch yeah. clips? Okay. Yeah. Did you see yeah. the girl that shit herself? Like, like yeah. They, <laughs> they show the kid from Spy Kids like shaft. It was, a, you know what I mean. Like they did a lot with that movie. Uh, so it was just it's it's kind of gross, but it is gross. I would say you know like. I like Eli Roth a lot mm-hmm. as a director. Um, he did like Cabin Fever. I uh, love Cabin Fever. Yeah, like I just think he's really great. Um. And, like, you know what? It is one of those movies where, you know, if you do have, like, a squeamish stomach. Yeah. Yeah, fast forward through some of the parts. Um, I think it was interesting because I I love how it ended on the the second round, the after credits. And then it's like, so are we getting a second one? Because question mark, question mark, you know? I mean, I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, I would watch it. I'd watch it. So... Yeah, I uh, I really like that one. I mean, those are, to me, are, like, kind of, like, two of the ones that stick out. And, and two, I think they were actually filmed in, like, the same place. Like, the Green Inferno. I believe is like it was. The, like it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know there's, like, criticism, too, because they, they were talking about the indigenous people that were there. And they were saying it was racist, of course. Uh, but I, I think any film that does tribal stuff is, of course, going to be taken that way. Um, but yes. other than, like, that and, like serial killers well, it's like those stereotypes yeah, you know what yeah. i mean like we shouldn't try to like push those at all you know mm-hmm. what i mean when you know there are white dudes who are you know <laughs> jeffrey dahmer literally existing yeah yeah pre- pre- yeah precise um, come on now. we have talked about fresh on here though that that's a newer yes. movie on hulu if you have a subscription yeah. uh with sebastian stan that was a pretty interesting take on a cannibal so yeah that i liked a lot um, I didn't get a chance to watch this movie. It's called Raw. It's a French film. And uh, I believe the the woman that stars in it is a vegetarian at first. And then she gets this, like, craving for human flesh. It was on Netflix for a while, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched that one. Yeah. And, and I didn't get a chance to watch it either. I couldn't find it this time. But um, it looks very good. So... It's it's like that artsy French kind of foreign film that I was gonna say. I feel like I've heard of it, and I feel like I've watched the thing of it. But I I was like, oh man, I I, I gotta be able to like watch it, watch it, like yeah. You know. But it made me think of you because you said vegetarian. <laughs> I, really... I know, I know. That's why. I mean, here's the thing. I it's so strange because I can watch a, a person like rip someone's intestines out in a movie, but I just if you if you hurt an animal, a cat, dog, a cow, I'm like fucked up. I'm like, God damn it! It's <laughs> too much. 
Um, I guess like not the animals, man. Some other, you know, classics I could say, uh, Silence of the Lambs, of course, Sweeney yeah. Todd. You get the meat pies yeah. in there. Uh, American Psycho, uh, Hills Have Eyes. Those are definitely some like generically like probably everybody's seen these. Yeah, movies. Ravenous is probably I I love Ravenous because it it dabbles in uh, Wendigo lore and cannibals. And is set during like the Revolutionary War era. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's I love that movie. I, I haven't seen loved that, that before. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a it's. I think it's got David Arquette in it. Actually, I saw that you put Fry Green Tomatoes on here. Yes, girl. I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was a wholesome movie with that name. No, uh, uh-uh. it's got uh oh gosh, what's her name? Mary Louise Parker from We Love Her. Uh, yeah, she's in it, and oh, uh, Kathy Bates. Uh, what? But basically, yeah. So I'm pretty sure the premise of that is like her her husband's abusive, and she basically chops him up and puts him in their tomato recipe or their recipe. Yeah. Oh, because it looks really cute and wholesome. Yeah, I was gonna watch it, but of course I had to rent it. I'm like, I have spent like seventy dollars on fucking I cannibal know. shit this yep, month. Yep. Because nothing cannibal is like free. Everything you have to buy or rent. And I'm like, yo, come on. Just put one of them on Netflix. Damn. Pain. I know. I know. Actually, I do think Green Inferno is on That's the Netflix, only one, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is there are, you know, there's been past topics where we've looked at, like, you know, looked at things. And we haven't had a lot of, like, uh, movies about it. But there's a lot of fucking movies about cannibals, man. Mm-hmm. There's a ton. You know, you look at The Hills Have Eyes, there's the original, and then there's the remakes. Uh, Wrong term. And then you have the classic ones, Alive and Survive, about the the soccer team that gets stranded in the, the mountains. Yes. We've, yeah. Did we talk and about that on here before? I feel like... I don't... No, have we talked about it? I know you and I have talked about it, but I'm not positive we've yeah. talked about it on here before, because that was pretty interesting as well. Yeah. Um, so if, yeah, if y'all aren't familiar with that, I can I can link like an, an actual newspaper article. But basically, back in the day, there was a soccer team that was stranded in the mountains, and they I think they had to actually resort to cannibalizing some of their uh, teammates' like limbs, which to is survive. which has to be the reference point for Yellow Jackets because that's literally yes. what happens to them. Yellow Jackets, yes, <laughs> and we love Yellow Jackets. It hasn't so, been yeah. it hasn't been said if it's happened yet in the show, but it's implied. Yes, that- like. Yeah, so Yellow Jackets is probably one of our favorite shows of COVID era. You know, uh, it's on Showtime. Um, so if you are, you know, sitting there and want to binge something, definitely watch the first season. There's only one season of it yet. They're coming out with a second season. I think it's supposed to be dropping like this fall, maybe, uh, because of the success of the first season. But uh, that's a great show. That's it's it's heavily implied that there's cannibalism. Uh, by a group of girls that are seniors in high school that are going traveling to a uh, national soccer championship, but they basically their plane goes down in the middle of the Canadian wilderness, and they're um, you know it's like a survival show meets like yep. um, supernatural elements meets like yes. this weird maybe cannibalistic nature. Uh, it yes. says that uh, they were influenced by the the flight disaster in 1972. Oh, yep, so it has to be. Yep. I was like, it's literally so close yep. to it has to be. <laughs> yup. It's great, though. Yeah. I mean, there's actually, there. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cannibal movies, you yeah. know? 
Um, I never heard of like anything local. Like I know we usually like to say if you have a local lore or story or anything, we'd like to hear it. But I've never been like in my city and been like this lady eats children. I guess that's very like um, Hansel and Gretel, of course, right? Because yes. that's what the yes. witch does. Um, yes. But I don't think I have like anything in my type of uh lore that I've heard in Jersey especially where there's like cannibalistic things so I have a little bit of a story and uh it's it's nickname is uh Gypsy Hill but I obviously don't want to say Gypsy because that's not you know that that's not a, a good but that's what they used back then yeah yeah uh but so for our sake we're going to call it Romani Hill uh and so basically uh this place is basically where a group of a family was uh they set up around this area where like people would travel to and from um you know, on a trade uh, route and uh, they would cannibalize people. And so that was the story is that they would eat people who were traveling. But I was like, when I'm doing my research, I was like, Dan, that sounds like Sonny Bean. Like, <laughs> so people moved here and probably didn't want people on their land. It was like, I'm going to make up a damn story. Like, yeah. So there is a little story about, you know, where I live. Um, but yeah, but also like we also have the urban legends where it's like stop on this this bridge and if you turn off your car, you'll hear a baby crying or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I mean that I mean there was cannibals, I guess, in that aspect, but you know, hey, they're just they're just trying out there trying to live, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's always like weird stuff like that. Um also when we're talking about yellow jackets. I also like that there is an Always Sunny, It's Always Sunny episode where Charlie and Dee think that they've eaten human meat because they keep raiding Frank's meat locker. And to get them to stop, he tells them that he fed them meat, <laughs> human meat. And so then they're like, well, damn, we ate human meat. Now what do we eat? They're like, they have like a craving for all these weird things. So they go and try to like eat like gorilla and shit. Like it's so weird. But I was like, I'm going to add that as like a light part of the episode where it's like... To reel it back in, yeah, to reel it back in, there is an episode of It's Always Sunny that does have a little bit of cannibalism, so. Yeah, no, it sounds like something It's Always Sunny would do. Uh, we're going to link a shit ton of stories from today's episode in our subreddit, so make sure if you're, you know, on Reddit as a user, you head to Camp Cryptid Podcast and, uh, you know, come partake in the fun and the weird and the stories of the unknown. Um, and then while you're on there... Uh, don't forget while you're on the internet to go and leave us a review over at Spotify now because I think you can leave reviews on Spotify and you can do one on Apple Music as well. So if you're liking what you're hearing or you just like the sounds of our beautiful voices, you can head over there and give us a nice little review. Yeah, uh, everything could be found at campcryptedpodcast.com. That is the way to find uh, just about anything, our subreddit, our uh, different ways to listen to us. Erica mentioned Spotify, Apple, but we're on way more different platforms. We're also on YouTube where you watch our first ghost hunt as well uh, as other videos coming in the future. And then uh, if you would like to submit a story for our upcoming Campfire Tales, maybe you've had an experience of a spooky nature, whether it be a ghost, a local legend, a weird occurrence, we would love to hear from you and you can submit that on campcryptedpodcast.com as well how cool would it be if someone sent us like a cannibal like if you have a cannibal story like a creepy cannibal story i'd love to I, if you're a cannibal listening and you're like i actually love the taste of human meat i mean just you know that guy that did the thing with his like watch me email us and be like i heard you talking about me uh <laughs> on my reddit story that was me i know uh but until next time we're your camp counselor signing off <laughs>